I would like for you guys to just join in. Either there's five people here, 100 or 500, we're going to praise God the same way. So um, some of the songs you guys are going to know, we're going to do a couple of Spanish ones. So uh, even the Spanish ones, I expect you guys to sing. But anyway, um, I'm going to ask Pastor Israel to come up and pray for the service. And we're going to continue. Muy buenas tardes. Good evening. Tengan todos ustedes. Wow, this is great. This is good. Amen. Póngase de pie. Please go ahead and stand up. All right. I'm trying to do my best. Voy a tratar de hacer lo mejor. Bilingual. Sometimes it's a little bit hard. Muchas veces es un poco difícil. But praise God for everything. Amen. Amen. ¿Cuántos están alegres? How many of you are happy today? Amen. Are you happy? Go, go ahead and praise the Lord. Amen. Yes. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you. Te damos gracias, Cristo Jesús. Uh, vamos a, uh, a leer. If you bring your Bible, if you have your iPhone, if you have your tablet, or probably you memorize this, y si tiene su teléfono, su Biblia, acompáñenos. Vamos a estar en el libro de los Salmos 95, del 1 al 7. We're going to read first and then we pray. Amen. All right. Dice la palabra de Dios. I'm going to read in Spanish. Then Florina is going to follow me in English. And, uh, and then after that we pray. Amen. All right. So, dice la palabra de Dios en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Santo Espíritu. Salmo 95. Del 1 al 7. Vengan. Cantemos con júbilo al Señor. Aclamemos a la roca de nuestra salvación Lleguemos ante Él con acción de gracias Aclamémoslo con cántico Porque el Señor, Él es gran Dios El gran Rey sobre todos los dioses En sus manos están los abismos de la tierra Suyas son las cumbres de los montes Suyo es el mar Porque Él lo hizo Con sus manos formó la tierra firme. Vengan, postrémonos reverente, doblemos la rodilla ante el Señor nuestro Hacedor, porque Él es nuestro Dios y nosotros somos el pueblo de su prado. Somos un rebaño bajo su ciudad. Si ustedes oyen su voz. Psalm 95. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. Today, if only you would hear His voice. Amen. Go ahead and close your eyes. And I'm going I'm to ask you to pray, pray in your language, praise in the Spirit. But today is a celebration. Te voy a invitar que oremos. 
ora en tu lenguaje, ora en el Espíritu, pero hoy es una celebración. Let's rejoice and let's thank God for who He is in our lives. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for this beautiful day. We glorify your name, Jesus, because you are our salvation. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence that we know that we know that you are here in this moment. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving Jesus our Lord and Savior. We praise you and we worship you. All the glory and majesty belongs to you. And today we will praise you. Te damos gracias, Cristo Jesús, por ser nuestro Dios y nuestro Señor. Gracias, Espíritu Santo, por estar en medio de nosotros. Y gracias, Espíritu Santo, gracias, Padre, por mandar a tu Hijo a ser nuestro Salvador. Recibe la honra, recibe la gloria en esta preciosa tarde. En el maravilloso nombre de Cristo Jesús. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. Let's go ahead and rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. And remember, you're going to clap. If you don't know the song, you're still going to sing with me. Somehow, you're going to read it.
Cuando los santos marchen ya con su corona en vez de to God. Now I know y'all know this next song. So from that side all the way there, let's sing aloud for the glory of God.
for a minute. We want to thank you all for being here. This is an amazing night, but I want to talk to you a little bit about what the inspiration came for this and what are we doing here. 
So, first of all, I really want to thank Pastor Angel for the support he's showing us and he's giving us in the ministry that we're trying to do and that we're starting. So we're very grateful for him and for the church and for Pastor Israel. We want, this is Summit Worship Band that belongs to Valley Community Church Espanol. And this ministry that we're starting is out to reach, how do I put this? What we're trying to do is we want to leave um, a legacy for the youth, for our youth, for our children. I want to be able to know when my son grows up that he is able to freely worship God and he, he desires that and he chooses that for his life. I was talking to the guys earlier. I, I watched this play, a Broadway play called Hamilton. And it's a really great play. You guys should watch it. But there's a song and there the line of it says, what is legacy? And legacy, it's planting seeds in a garden that you never get to see. So legacy is not really measured by what we accomplish in our lifetime. It's measured by what we teach others and the things we leave behind and the fruit that we grow in other people's trees, if that makes sense. It's something that's, that's and it's investment that is still getting interest 20 years from now or 60 or 70 or 80 years from now. Nightly when I pray for Isaiah, my prayer for him is out of Luke 2, 52. And that says, may you grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with men. That's my prayer for him every night. And I know that one day that's going to come true. And he's going to figure out what God's going to want from him and put into practice. But what we're doing here is trying to encourage this new generation. We live in a world that's so uncertain and it's just so confused. And we want to do this so we can make a difference to the third and fourth generation. We, we're going to do this and God's going to just bless us and just enable us to do bigger and better. And we think here and right now, but God is using us and he thinks nations and generations. So... We are planning to do more of these. This is just a start. I'm so happy you guys are here. And um, it's, it's a privilege to be here and to do this. Uh, the band and every, the choir, they work really hard for tonight. I have a really long testimony one day I may share with you. But I want to tell you today that through all this preparation that we've gone through, it hasn't come without trials and without testing. But God, even today turn the morning into dancing and he lifted our sorrow and we just want to sing about it and I'm sorry to up and down but I would love for you guys to lift up this is our church's favorite song by the way so I would love for you guys to sing this with us and just rejoice all right <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
guys can be seated. I'd like to introduce you. This is a great privilege because we get to do tonight with the youth choir from Bethel Baptist Church, and it's, it's great. And I, I love Pastor Doro. He's a great friend of ours and our family. And um, I would like for him to come up and um, bring your word and speak to you about whatever God put in his heart. And uh, he is a blessing for me. I value his friendship, and I'm really glad he's here. So thank you. Where do I end up standing? Okay. I brought my water bottle with me, not because I'm thirsty. I'm just going to use it as an illustration later on. But just in case, I'm going to use it. I am honored to be here tonight for several reasons. One, we stand before God in the presence of the mighty, almighty God to worship his name. Second, I can't wait for the day when we're all going to be in heaven. There will be no barriers of speaking Romanian, Spanish, English, and the day will come. And how do I know that? Because the Bible tells us that. I am honored to share with you the, God, the word of God tonight. And I'm honored to speak about the God of the word tonight. And I hope that God's word is going to penetrate your heart. It's going to speak to your heart. The Lord put a word in my heart about a man that had problems. And you may say, who doesn't have problems these days? His name is Isaiah. And I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 6. And you may ask yourself, what does this have to do with worship? And we'll see together what Isaiah does in the times that he and his people are going through trouble. Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah, if nobody pays attention to what I'm saying, I'm expecting you to know. Because at least, you know, I'm reading from the book that you, by the grace of God, you know, carry the same name. So Isaiah chapter 6 from verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. And with two he flew. And one cried to one another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of, the, of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of an unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, and having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongues from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Amen. 
This word is written in a time of trouble when the, uh, the king of Judah dies and Isaiah is looking at his people, at his country, of the crisis, and he's having a problem on his hand. At the time of trouble, he sees God on the throne. And it's not the throne here on Jerusalem, it's the throne above. So tonight, I want you to learn three words with me. You know them. They're not in the Bible, but upward, inward, and outward. And you have to remember them in this order. The only way to experience worship is to use them in this order. Isaiah saying, when I'm in trouble, when I have problems, there's no way to look at myself. There's no way to look at you guys. Comforting myself saying, you know, I have problems, they have problems. Isaiah saying, no. When I have troubles, when I'm in deep problems, I have to look upward. And what is Isaiah saying? To you and to me in the 21st century, problems will come. But in a time like this, we should look up to God. What am I going to see looking up to God? Because, you know, the Bible is saying that no one's seen God. Can we see God? What do you guys think? Can we see God? Of course we can see God. Not with this eyes. There's a king that has a prophet, and this prophet has a servant. The name of the prophet is Elijah, and he's got a servant. And they're seeing Assyrians coming towards them, and they're saying, Masters, what are we going to do? Look at them. We're just few of us. Elijah looks at him and says, Lord, open his eyes to see. And then the Bible is telling us that the Lord opened his eyes. And he saw a multitude of people saying, these are for us. So tonight, in order to see God, you have to look upward. But you have to pray and say, Lord, please open my eyes. And when your eyes will be open, you'll see God sitting on the throne high and lifted up in the train of his robe filled the temple. Only looking upward, you then going to realize after you see God that I have to look inward. And when Isaiah looked up to God, he saw God in his holiness, God in his perfection, and he said, now I see who God is. God sits on the throne, He's all-powerful. He can do everything. He can save us. But I'm looking at myself. If I compare myself with somebody, I have to compare myself with God. Our problem is many times we compare ourselves with others. At this level. You have a car, I have got to get a better car. You know, you have an iPhone 12, I got to get the next generation. You know, you have a house, even if I can't afford it, I got to get something better than you. That's our problem. We as Christians, we should relate at a different level. We should look at God. We should look at Christ. And then looking at Christ, we're going to look at ourselves. What does Isaiah realize by looking at, at God? Verse 5 said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man with 
unclean lips and I live among people that they have the same problem. How are your lips tonight? Of course, Isaiah speaking about the soul, what's inside of me. Are there words that they honor God or they don't honor God? Or you're saying, you know what, I said something that I did not mean that. And we're professors of that. We, we insult each other, say, you know, I didn't mean that. You know, I'm sorry, I take it back. I was, I was upset. You know what happens when you're upset? And that was my, my aid here, my water bottle. If I take this water bottle and I remove the cap and I put it this way, this water bottle is up, set it. Correct? So everything that's inside is coming, it's coming down. Same thing with us. Whatever is in our soul, this is what's coming out. In a time of crisis, if God's spirit is not inside of you, what are you going to say? You're going to say things that later on you say, I'm, I'm sorry, I was upset. The Bible is saying that we speak from the abundance of heart. So honestly, who we really are in a time of crisis is who we are on a daily basis. What's going to come from the store of your heart in a time of crisis, what's coming out is actually what's in there. So you tell your husband or your wife, you're mean, you're this way, you're that way. And normally you do that in a time of crisis, right? You do that because inside of your heart, there's something that's not clean. That's why Isaiah is saying, when I look at God, at his holiness, at his perfection, of the fact that, you know, seraphims, they're bound down, they're saying, this is the Lord, God Almighty. Then I look at myself, I look inwardly, and I realize that I'm a man that needs to be cleaned. <coughs> and I cannot be cleaned with water, soap, or anything else. My life has to be cleaned by the blood of Christ. And that's what we need in order to experience worship. Worship is not just music only. The first act of worship we find in Genesis, in the book of Genesis, when God is asking Abraham to bring his son as a, as a sacrifice. And he tells his people, I'm going to go and worship God and it will come back. What does it mean to worship? Is to give God what's the most important for you to give it to him. But how are you going to bring it to him? If your heart is right. So look upward and you'll see God, the almighty God, his power, his strength, his authority. Look inside of you and then you'll see a man that needs God's touch. You may need his help in your relationship. You may need forgiveness. You may need restoration. And after you do that, after you get his forgiveness, you're going to look around. God has a mission. He has a ministry for us to do. We're not here by accident. We're not here because we don't have anything better to do. We're in the ministry of finding people and bringing them to Christ. And then Christ is going to save them by his power. And that's our job, our ministry. So I'm looking up, I'm looking inside, and then I'm looking around. What do you see when you look around? I see a lot of people that they need Christ. Last night I had the privilege to sit down with a man of God that um, went places where I can 
only dream of. And he shared with me, he's a pastor missionary. He shared with me last night that there are four places in this world that there's an explosion of evangelism. There are people that are coming to Christ. Country number one is Iran. Number two is India. Believe it or not. Number three, who, who can guess? China. And he was saying, all of those people have a thirst for Christ. They're under persecution. But he was telling me, I noticed something in Brazil. There's no persecution. But there's a thirst for God. And I was under the impression that Brazil is basically a country that the predominant faith is Catholic. And he told me that they're about 50-50. The numbers are going down. And the numbers of the evangelical is going up. So I was curious, how do they achieve that? Is that a human being work? Is that their... No, he said, no, it's the work of the Spirit. What people in Brazil realized, that they are the hands of God. And people need to see Christ in flesh. Someone that has arms, someone that has eyes. People are looking for Christ. And you and I are ambassadors. But you're not going to achieve that unless you know God, unless you realize that you need to be cleaned, and then you can go and tell others. When God is asking Isaiah, who's going who's gonna to go? Most of us, when we're challenged with who's going to go, it's almost like being in a, in a classroom. You're the professor, you're the teacher, you're asking, who wants to answer? And everybody's kind of looking down, scared, you know, hopefully it's not me. But this is how we are. Who's going to go? I know about a young man that he was sitting in Romania in a congregation and one night the word of God spoke to him to go somewhere. And he was on one side and by the way years and years ago in Romania brothers were sitting on one side and sisters on the other side to avoid conflict. No, I'm joking. <laughs> and he was on one side of the sanctuary, she was on the other side. And there's a missionary speaking about the need of God's word to be taken to people that are thirsty for God. God spoke to him. God spoke to her. At the end of the service, they look at each other. And he's like, I got to tell you something. And she's like, I got to tell you something too. You go first. No, you go first. And she said, the Lord spoke to me tonight. And I think I'm the person to go to that ministry, to that place. And he looked at her and said, you know what? God spoke to me too. And they both looked at each other as God spoke to us. They left the city. They're both academically fit. They, they're both engineers. They both have degrees. They both have good education. They left to a place filled of gypsies, gypsies villages. These people had no idea who Christ was. Today, in that village, is about 400 believers. Do you know why? Because they left their comfort. They left their building. They left their apartment, their financials. And they went back to people that are looking for Christ. So the challenge tonight for us is just look at God first. You may be here. You may not know the Lord. If you're not His, we pray that by God's Spirit, you're going to have the revelation today. Of God 
being here for you to save you. But if, if you're one of us, believers, and if you like to experience a revival, if you like to experience joy and real worship, you have to look at God first. And then look at you. Don't worry about your neighbors. Don't, about, don't worry about what, who says what. There are two sisters in the Bible. One was, her name was Mary. The other one was Mar, Martha. And you guys know the story. Jesus is saying, Martha, worship is very important. I know you're looking for service. And sometimes we mix them up. We're saying, if we do something for the Lord, that means I worship. Not necessarily. If you worship the Lord, then you can serve. That's a big difference. So tonight I'm going to close. I made a joke with both of your pastors. I told them that years ago I heard a story about a pastor kind of preaching for so long. And the congregation said, what are we going to do with this guy? You know, he always takes so long to get his message to us. We get it. So they talked to some friends of his and nothing happened. They went to the wife of the pastor and said, can you do something about your husband? And she was very creative, like most of you wives are very, very creative. So she said, you know what? The people in our congregation, that they, they find a problem when you're preaching. You're preaching good, but too long. So here's my idea. I'm going to give you a candy. So before you start your sermon, put the candy in your mouth. When the candy is gone, your sermon should be done. So everything was fine for a few weeks. Then one Sunday, the guy kept going. So everybody was looking, like, what's going on with this guy? Did the candy, was this one candy, two candies? So at the end of the service, the wife asked him, you know, what happened to you? Because I noticed you didn't stop. He said, you know what? I had a spare button in my pocket. So when I put my hand in my pocket, I grabbed it. And instead of grabbing the candy, I grabbed the, the spare button. So I kept going. I'm not going to keep going. I'm going to stop right here. Uh, I don't have a candy nor a spare button. But... Uh, God's Spirit is here. And I have the joy to know that one day we're all going to be together worshiping God in heaven. Until that time, if you're here tonight and you heard the word of God, it is for you, not for me. Our tendency is majority of times is to say, you know what, this is not for me. I wish my brother-in-law was here because this was for him. I wish my sister-in-law was here because this message is perfect for him. It's almost like, you know, there's a guy that's sitting on the front pew, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to say anything about you. And, and he, was, he was saying, you know, wow, this message is really for the guy behind me. And the guy behind is like, man, this message is for the other guy behind me. So it got to the last pew right there, and the guy said, this is not for me, it's for someone that was home. So the word of God went out. I wish that the word of God stays in our hearts. And we learn tonight what the true worship is. Look at God, look at yourself, and then look at others. There's so many people that need Christ. You can be in the, the hearts, the hands, the eyes of the Lord. May the Lord give us wisdom and a heart that beats for people to go and find people that need Christ. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Doru. It's so great to have you here. Well, um, 
As you can see, he did not come alone. And here's the youth choir from Bethel Baptist Church in Anaheim, where Pastor Dor is the pastor. And the choir is led by my great friend, Benny. And he is so talented, and I just appreciate him so much. And it's such a privilege to do work with him today. So uh, this is a blessing. But I want to talk to you about something, do a little something fun. You know, growing up, well, I grew up, and my brother's here. We grew up really like singing in church with groups and families and all that. If, even now, when we get together, sometimes we just start singing. So um, we sang a lot of fun songs. We're going to do something a little fun today. So I want to see if you guys can recognize some of the songs. Okay? So I want you to sing it together. Now, back, back, and I come from Romania, so back then we didn't have a band like this. I mean... Um, oh, and by the way, they look great, right? They're all, yeah, they look really good. Um, <laughs> so we didn't have a band like this. We basically just barely had a guitar sometimes or a keyboard. So, But we're going to do the songs, and I want you guys to join in and, and sing. We're going to do it in all languages, right? So we'll see if these guys can pull it off. Uh, he's all hyped up. Let me see if you guys recognize this. There's a call complaining of the restless waves and the light. Oh, send the light. Oh, there are souls to rescue. There are souls to save. Send the light. Send the light. Send the light. The blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. was translated across the ocean all the way to Romania. And guess how it sounded like? Come on, guys. Went on the Spanish side. They put a little sauce on hot sauce, made it a little spicy. Wanna hear how, how it sounds? It goes like this. One, two, three. No ideas, tan grande como tú.
should have a night of worship just with Coritos. Woo! Um, I want you guys to welcome the U uh, Bethel Baptist Youth Choir. So give them a hand. Uh, they're going to do some old hymns so you all can sing along. You know, so just encourage them by singing along and clapping. Thank you.
I've been asked to just introduce us. You've already heard who we are. Uh, my name is Lucien, and uh, along with Benny, who's our uh, choir director, worship leader, and um, all, all things musical for us, uh, I have the privilege of serving them as the youth leader. And um, just telling you a little bit about who we are, you see us, we're a bunch of um, just young, young, some kids, some coming into adulthood. What you're seeing is just high schoolers, um, some in college, some just out of college right now. And uh, there's only thing that makes any of this special is the fact that we all love Jesus Christ and that is why we're here and that's what we're doing. And when I was asked to share about what our mission and our purpose is, it's really just that. We wanna use our voices. We are not all musicians. Uh, I am definitely not a musician. If that was a requirement, I would not be here. I would probably be sitting next to Pastor Doru and uh, you know, doing what I'm doing right now. But um, you know, the only requirement that Benny has ever put before us is to you know, sing with our whole hearts. The, the, the Bible calls us to love the Lord your God with all your strength, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your heart. And, um, you know, that's what we're hoping that you see beyond the music, beyond the words that we're singing is the fact that we love the Lord with all our heart. Uh, we don't always do the greatest job day to day, um, but it's what we're striving for always. And we hope that uh, you're encouraged by us. And, um, you know, again, we, we're just glad to be here. We're really uh, honored, uh, humbled, and uh, like I said, a lot of these kids, they've got the same problems that many of us do. They're trying to figure out what to do with life, what purpose, where to go. Um, and we're just glad that we can be together worshiping God. And uh, the fact that we can do it doesn't matter whether it's in Romanian, English, and even Spanish. Um, you know, we're blessed that we get to go and visit around other Romanian churches. We sometimes travel around California, around the country, just to uh, be able to share uh, the good news of Jesus. And no matter what, what's beautiful, it doesn't matter where we go, because as long as we're united by the fact that we have our Savior who's died for us, who shed his blood for us, that's what we're here to sing about. So uh, if you know the songs, continue worshiping with us. Thank you for having us. May God bless you all.
know what? We're going to do something fun again. <laughs> so why don't you guys stand up? And I, I, I would love for you guys to worship with us. I think that everybody knows the song. And it's called Every Praise. So...
our God. This song is very easy. 